Hi, I'm Jane Mills. Welcome to Behind the Goggles podcast. The guest for this episode is Jacqueline Wong. Jackie has set up the swim project where she coaches adults to overcome a fear of water and learn to swim. She was inspired by hearing that the drowning statistics in Australia are increasing and that 25% of adults cannot swim, with over 80% of those being men. I hope you enjoy listening to her story. Welcome to Behind the Goggles podcast. I'm here today with Jacqueline Wong, who is a fellow Seagull swimmer here at Elwood, but she also has her own swimming business, like Enterprise, and it's called The Swim Project, and I'm going to ask a few questions about that. But anyway, I'd just like to welcome you, Jackie, and nice to see you on this glorious sunny day. Thank you, Jane. There isn't anywhere else I'd rather be than the beautiful Elwood Beach. <laughs> I know. Chatting very with a lucky. friend. Yeah, yeah, very lucky to have such a beautiful day in the middle of winter. <laughs> so I see recently you've just purchased a wetsuit. Are you still swimming in the wetsuit? <laughs> so the wetsuit was a, a birthday gift from my parents, and I know that they uh, felt a bit more relieved knowing that I would be warmer in the water, <laughs> given I swim all year round. Uh, I've worn it once. <gasps> no. <laughs> and then the rest of the time I've been swimming in my togs. <laughs> wow. Since June or July, so the last yeah. month. In a yeah. Um, yeah don't don't tell my parents that. <laughs> all right. <Shh. laughs> Secret safe. <laughs> actually start your swimming journey I suppose because I know you you personally like swimming so when did you start doing that for like a entertainment or pleasure or exercise um yes yeah, so as a child um I, I learned to swim mm-hmm. as a, very young um my parents you know took me into the water um and you were raised in New Zealand I was that born right? in New Zealand mm-hmm. yes um born in Wellington New Zealand um and had a very good swim coach and my swim coach, uh, Dougal Dunlop, um, who's, I would say, just a little bit famous in Wellington. He's he's coached um, my family uh, multiple generations, so he coached my mum and my two aunties. Oh, really? um, After all the kids learned to swim. So they learned as adults. Right. And that was because they, you know, my mum was watching me go to classes every week. Yep. My brother and sister and all, all our friends. Mm. And um, one day my mum was like, oh, you know, I think I should give this a go. So there is a special connection there when I think about yeah. when I started the swim project. There is that connection there to knowing my mum and my two aunties learned to swim as adults. Yes. And knowing yes. what it took to get there. But then also seeing my mum continue to swim right through her adult, you know, life. Yeah. And um, weekly, 
with a friend. Oh, that's so good. So she didn't just think, oh, I have to swim to keep an eye on the kids and then I'll just do it and leave it at that. She actually thought, no, I really enjoy that and went to the pool or to the beach. Yeah, it was a personal goal that she had after seeing all of us swim. She got a bit inspired and thought, you know, I can do that too. And yeah, it brought her two sisters along as well. So it was um, very brave, Mm. very brave. And yeah, she continues to swim every week. In New Zealand, do you think the majority of people swim in pools or in the open water? I would say mainly in pools because it is cold in Wellington. Yeah, that's (laughs) Um, right. We get the famous Wellington, you know, it's known as Windy Wellington, so you get the nasty southerly. Right, Um, from the Arctic. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Um, My coach, um, Dougal, is part of a ocean swim squad. Right. So he swims every morning without a fail. Wow. Right, year round. Wow. Uh, No wetsuit. Oh, so um, yeah, he's he's kept that up, and he's still coaching today. Right. Um, so I have a good relationship with him, and catch up with him when I'm in Wellington. Yep. Um, and actually, he was at in Birmingham recently at the Commonwealth Games. Oh, right. Yeah. So um, right. supporting a swimmer. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. And did you do like squad swimming as a child, like with school or anything like that? I continued through the squads, yep. um, but I didn't swim competitively. Right. So I wasn't involved in any, you know, national races. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> it was more for enjoyment, for yep. fitness, yep. Um, as part of my normal routine. And I continued right through uni. I was swimming at the local pool in Otago when I was studying. Yep. Um, and when did you move to Australia? So I had a stint in Berlin first, so yeah, yeah, after working in New Zealand for a couple of years, Mm -hmm. um, I headed over to Germany, Mm -hmm. which was one of my kind of lifelong dreams. and Not yeah, for I was their swimming, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, the first thing I did was look for a pool. Yeah. Um, but I also swam in the lake. Right. When I was in Germany, yeah, it got quite hot over summer, so mm. I'd grab my togs and take the train. It was actually like about an hour. Oh my goodness! Because <laughs> the beaches, there were no beaches no, close by. No, there's no beaches. So yeah. I was like, right, I'll just grab my togs. I'll get on the train. <laughs> I'm going to another country, <laughs> one where they've swim got in, beaches. <laughs> swim in Schlachtensee, and uh, yeah, it was um, quite an experience. And then when I left Berlin, I yeah, that's when I moved to Melbourne. So right. again, it was. Um, yeah, another big move, um, and again I continue to swim, um, swim regularly at um, at the pool. I was in Brunswick, right. and then later moved to Paran. Um, yeah, so swimming at Paran pool. Paran gang. Yeah. So, I want to talk to you about the yes. swim project. How did that come about? And tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, so the swim project. Um, really, the origin story was. Um, I went paddleboarding with a couple of friends right. and there was a you know a fairly large group about eight of us mm-hmm. and while we were in the water it was my first time stand-up paddleboarding and yep. while we we're in the water I noticed that one of the uh, women in our group um, was actually not joining us she was sitting away from the shore um, up on the up on the on the beach right. um, and away from the water mm-hmm. and when I asked her why she didn't join in Um, She actually revealed that she'd had two uh, traumatic experiences in the water. Right. And and had a fear of water. Right. So she couldn't swim. 
um, and I offered to teach her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Had you done teacher swimming Not teaching? at that stage. Right, okay. Yeah, it was just a natural desire yeah. to want to share my love of swimming. Yeah, yeah. And knowing that also that I, uh, yeah, I believe that I could teach it yeah. because I enjoyed it and, and to help someone overcome a fear would have been very rewarding as mm-hmm. well yeah. um, for them but also for me. Yeah. Um, and by the time her kind of maybe or no turned into a yes, I had gone to get my bronze medallion pool life-saving qualification right. yeah. and also the teacher the of teacher. swimming water safety. Oh, good. So, uh, I didn't, yeah. So that, I actually, was, that was just the spark. That was, yeah, yeah, like the catalyst. It was, mm. um, yeah, the inspiration behind the swim project. Yeah, um, that's good. I didn't even hesitate, really. I went and got my qualifications straight away because yeah. I wanted to teach her yes. properly. Yeah. Um, not with from what I... And with technique yeah. and, and to really make sure that I knew how to teach yeah good because um, that's important to it teach is. someone well yeah and not just watching off youtube videos or <laughs> you know <laughs> not in you the need, bath you need, that, you need that constant two-way feedback yes um and so yeah i loved the the course and um and then yeah only a couple months later i had two women as part of my um, initial my initial program right so I was working full-time yeah and corporate and then coaching in the evenings right and getting feedback from them Good. and then in the weekends I also had a part-time job right. coaching kids oh right so, you so did that like was getting swim, my experience school, yeah. There. yeah yeah so it was a full schedule yeah um, but I what I discovered was the teaching in the pool it because I enjoyed it it was tiring, like teaching kids, you know, for five hours straight on a oh, Saturday yes. after a full week of work. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, attending various um And dealing with events. the parents. <laughs> yeah, it's exhausting. But because I enjoyed it and I was mm. learning a lot, yeah. I actually thrived on it. Like mm. it was energizing for me as opposed mm. to being exhausting. Yeah. Um, so I really, yeah, loved it. And then from there, um, it was really through word of mouth and building a you know online community yep. that I invited a few other people to join. And that started in Melbourne. That here? started in Melbourne. Right. Yep. Okay. And how long ago was that, Jackie? So initially, the first program was in 2018. Right. Mid 2018. Okay. Um, and then within six months, I was l- launching um, my b- official business. Yes. Um, so I had a launch event, invited a Paralympic swimmer, uh-huh. Matt Levy, right. as our guest sp- speaker. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, reached out to Royal Life Saving and Life Saving Victoria for, yep. su- for support. Yep. Um, and after the launch, it kind of really snowballed from there. Like I gained quite a lot of momentum and reaching out to different community organizations Mm. um, but I was invited to attend the World Conference of Drowning Prevention in South Africa oh really in 2019 did you go I did oh wow that was only six months after I launched so it was it was very fast yeah Um, yeah and so I yeah I I took a couple of weeks off work and um, I attended the conference as a week-long conference and uh, it was a gathering of drowning prevention experts yes. uh, water safety public health mm. um from all over the world mm. uh, because as, as people like tourism increases and people are traveling out of their comfort 
areas and especially people that come to Australia I think the beach is a big attraction yeah. but if you're not familiar with it oh boy yeah. that's when things go wrong yeah and I think because I was um, teaching adults um, like that was always my intention from the beginning mm. even before I started coaching yeah my intention was my passion my desire was always to help adults mm. and so I went into teaching with that yes, um, yes. goal yeah and um the reason being is that adults, um, if they haven't learned to swim as, an, as a child and continued, they can lose some of that confidence and their uh, awareness of how their body moves through the water. Yeah. Um, and what I've noticed is that um, to say you can swim, it, it, the definition of swim is changes amongst different people. Yes, true. <laughs> so yeah. someone might say, oh, I can swim but they actually only wade up to their waist. Right. Or, oh, I can swim, but they swim with their head out the water the whole time. Yes, And yes. so they struggle. They won't be able to maintain that. No, no. And so um, recently, Royal Life Saving Revealed um, did a survey. It was a, on a smaller scale, but the survey revealed that um, one in four Australian adults mm -hmm. are either weak, weak swimmers or right. can't swim at all. Really? And the... the um, it that's adults. Adults yeah. in Australia. Mm. And that increases um, for adults who were born outside of Australia. Yes. But reside here Yes, now. yes. So one in four, a quarter of Australian adults yeah. um, is a and very a high percentage. Um, and when you look at the drowning statistics... They're um, increasing. They're increasing. Yeah. And it is concerning because... Mm. Um, you know, I remember that first summer when I started teaching and I was, I read a news headline of, um, a young boy who was in the water with his friends mm -hmm. and, um, I, I believe he would have been in his late teens or early twenties mm -hmm. and, um, he was standing in the water. I believe it was in a, a lake right. and he was standing in the water and then, um, just within a couple of seconds, his friend disappeared. Wow. And uh, this young young man actually drowned. And uh, later on, I read, there was a line in the news headline that said, um, in the article, and his friend had said, you know, I never knew he couldn't swim. Right, yes. And, I, and you know, over that summer, there were drownings like almost every day that someone right. drowning told yeah, was, was that 2018 yeah 2018 it was really bad yeah and um you know it really hit me like that mm. really hit me deeply because like I, to the point I was in tears yeah. every time I read the headlines I was actually yeah. in tears because these drownings are preventable that's right and for someone to be a closest friend Mm. and not know that that person couldn't swim yeah or it could be a family member yeah that's right know that person couldn't swim would be absolutely devastating mm. and so the swim project is um you know i want the swim project to be you know a community of courageous swimmers yeah. adults who are overcoming the fear of water yes and becoming lifelong swimmers mm -hmm. um and also for it to be uh, a platform and a safe space for adults to share some of these fears. Yes. Or share, know that it's okay if yeah. they can't swim. Yeah. And to help them, um, you know, hopefully know that 
um, to let go some of that shame or mm. embarrassment that well, they there might is, feel. I don't feel, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel there's a stigma about not being able to swim. But do you think people personally attach a stigma to that? Yeah, especially for men. For men. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. And also, men are uh, perhaps, you know, because men they're known stereotypically yes. known you know to have a, like a you know tough persona and yeah. you know kind of she'll be right attitude and, yes. and kind of just give everything a go yes. um that probably you know register for a triathlon a summer triathlon at the beginning of summer and yes. you know only give themselves a couple of months to train yes. and from a you know from standing from, start yeah exactly and perhaps less likely to ask for help Yes. Or less likely to share mm. with their friends that they might be a n- bit nervous in the water. Mm. Um, and so... And when everybody's just on the beach and hot and running in and jumping into the waves, it's certainly not the time that you're going to stand up and say, oh, mate, I'm, I'm not coming in too far because I don't feel confident in the water. No, that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> no, they'll yeah. just want to give it a go or jump mm. off a bridge. Um, yes, yes. You know, and, I, you know little that thrill or that adrenaline rush yes um and and yeah it's it can be reflected in the drowning statistics and that 80 percent of drownings or even more Mm. um are men right so um it is a a huge need to Mm. share that if you are a man who can't swim or is not confident in the water and can't um you know if you had to rescue yourself or, or you know stay afloat in the water not middle of the ocean no you would know what to do yeah um i can't emphasize yeah, just out of your depth you have to be have a little bit of a strategy yeah. or some something to draw on to say how am i going to cope in this circumstance yeah yeah but the the adults that i've um coached um you know they're some of the most courageous people I've met mm-hmm. and I think the the joy of coaching the joy that I've discovered from it yes. is actually been witnessing every week they take that step of courage yes and progress in swimming as an adult may or may not come immediately mm. like you know you can it comes in steps so you do have to be patient and you do have to stick it out because you might not see that immediate you might not be able to get to that 25 meters swimming without fear without um without stopping or without struggling for that breath yeah you know swim 25 meters freestyle continuously Mm. and freely um that is a big milestone for a lot of swimmers and so I think it's it's been for me it's been helping adults to um, believe in themselves mm-hmm. and also to, to self encourage themselves as well as being coached to yes. have that self encouragement uh, to heighten their awareness of their bodies in the water yeah because everyone's different yes and so uh, for example um, you know someone who can float easily in the water. Um, will will feel more relaxed Mm -hmm. uh, in the pool to someone who um, you know maybe a bit taller or their body uh, if they're working at the gym and they're they're more muscular yeah um, well 
um, you may tend to sink a bit easier. Floating on the spot doesn't happen naturally for everyone. No. So you actually have to adapt. So my coaching is tailored towards adults who um, you know, have experienced barriers in learning to swim mm-hmm. or they have a fear of water. Yeah. And Tell me about um, putting your face in the water. Because I see that that being a problem for quite a few people. They think they can swim, but they refuse to put their face in the water. So that really means they yeah. can't swim, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that they're un- unwilling, being unwilling to put your face in the water or uncertain or fearful. Mm. I think that actually comes from uh, being un- unaware of how to control the breath. Yes, yes. And the breath is the foundation. So, mm. you know, whether it's cold water in the middle of winter yeah. or whether it's in the pool learning to put your head under the water for the first time and being yes. able to sink to the bottom of the pool with control. Yes. It all comes down to the breath. And so that's something that is foundational to my program. Um, and so when you, again, the self-awareness, the breath, and self-trust as well as trusting a coach um, Mm. that you're learning from they all culminate into that um, that support for yourself as a swimmer and if you learn the foundations well Mm -hmm. they're much more likely to continue swimming yes and they're much more likely to incorporate swimming into their long-term fitness routine and therefore enjoy activities around the water like snorkeling diving kayaking yeah. or just even being at the beach with their family yeah, stand up paddleboard even exactly people if they they're nervous to go out beyond their depth because mm. they know if they fall off they're not going to be confident to get back on that board yeah. so you know it's great and so the the courage that i witness you know that's something that is also quite personal to me because in my life i have um, I know what it's like to have a fear. Mm. I know what it's like to be fearful of standing in front of a group of people sharing my passion and, right. and speaking about myself. Mm-hmm. Or, um, yeah, public speaking was something that I pretty much avoided my whole life. I just yep. didn't need to do it, so I just <laughs> avoided it. Um, and Someone else talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... You know, I could do it if I had to, like yes. I'd prepare and, you know, but I'd, ha- I'd be someone who would have my speech written out word for word in front of me yes. on a piece of paper. You'd be reading And it, I'd be yeah. shaking. Yes. You know, I'd be so nervous. Pretty and standard. I <laughs> <laughs> and so when I, and you know, swimming in the ocean, at, in the, when mm. I think about, you know, my biggest learnings or my biggest moments of growth, yeah, a lot of it was when I was, um, I actually used swimming to help me overcome my fears it was something that I could always return to it kind of grounded me Mm. um and you know whether it was stress at work or um you know just wanting to just get a bit of peace or um you know fitness and just staying healthy yeah um it always was very grounding Mm. in my whole life and knowing that I can overcome a fear of public speaking and even sit here and do a podcast with you and speak <laughs> freely with no notes in front of me, yeah, it's actually quite a, it's an indication of how, how much I've grown as an individual. And so if I can do that, then someone with a fear of water can overcome that yeah. and not only, not only reach their goal of not being afraid to put their head under the water, 
but set bigger goals for themselves and it's that continuous you know thinking bigger dreaming bigger knowing that it is possible mm. um, and not not getting stuck in those limiting beliefs that we all have. yes yeah the limiting beliefs <laughs> yeah we're all champion of those yeah <laughs> yeah oh that's really really good I am um, it's a great initiative on your part to sort of focus on the adult swimming but also you know you've come from a place of like true concern and compassion to to help these people have you know the confidence in water and therefore create you know good memories around the friends and summer and and water sports and things yeah. as well as just being a life skill for people but thank you so much for your time Jackie it's lovely chatting with you and finding out a bit more about your work with with teaching people to swim and you're doing a great job and it's really inspiring thank you Jane thank you thank you for having me on the podcast you're welcome it's been a pleasure